Hello, everyone. We are so excited today. We have with us Bill Gates and Rotary International President Barry Rast. Bill, why polio? Well, polio is a terrible disease. And uh, as our foundation was getting involved in global health, uh, we saw that uh, Rotary, CDC, UNICEF, uh, WHO had partnered together back in 1988. Uh, and getting rid of a disease is kind of the ultimate goal for all these infectious diseases. It's only happened once before with smallpox. Uh, they were making a lot of great progress. So we joined the partnership uh, and we've worked together on a lot of tough countries. India looked like it'd be tough, Nigeria. Uh, now, you know, we're down to two countries. So the possibility that no kids will ever be paralyzed again, even without having to spend lots and lots of money, uh, that you know appears within sight. Is there a personal reason for you, or is it just the, big, the global picture that motivates you? Well, the idea that a world with our resources couldn't uh, focus on preventing these individual tragedies, it just seems crazy. Uh, you know, there was a lot of energy back in the 50s when the vaccine was created. The March of Dimes was all about polio. They funded the uh, creation of the, the very first vaccine. And, you know, it's easy to forget this because it is in these fairly poor, difficult countries now. But that's not really just. We shouldn't have children anywhere uh, who get this. I was in India and met uh, the girl who uh, sadly, our, uh, was the last uh, child paralyzed by polio. Uh, and it's even worse to be paralyzed in a developing country than it is uh, in, say, the United States. President Barry, uh, you have had uh, the opportunity now to be partnered with uh, the Gates Foundation for a long time, uh, a number of years at, at Rotary. Um, what are the key lessons you've learned from the Gates Foundation as you've been partnered in this effort to eradicate polio? I think the beauty of it is that we recognize that when we do things together, we can do so much more. Uh, the GPEI partnership that we had worked so well because we were working together. To have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation come along and join us gave us that much more power, not only the funding, but the technical expertise that they brought to the table. And those are the kind of partnerships that Rotary wants to do more of so that we can accomplish more. I mean, there's, polio is just one problem in the world. There's a whole lot of other ones that we're addressing on a smaller level, but we want to be able to deal with every single one of them. So if Bill calls you up in three weeks after the Rotary convention in Hamburg and says, we need Rotary to partner with us on X, are you in? We're in. I'll tell you right now. And, and Make a note of that. It, it might be malaria he comes to us with because we already do a lot for malaria. We do a lot for water. We have our six areas of focus that we're, we do work around the world in. Uh, but no, this is a, a wonderful partnership. And uh, we were talking earlier and I was saying we need to continue the, the five group partnership for the long term. Polio may be gone at some point. We know it's going to be gone at some point. And we need that infrastructure to stay in place 
so that we can work on other things in the future. This, to me, is a long-term partnership that is going to make our world a better place. You once said, Bill, that polio was the, your foundation's top priority. When it's done, when that work is over, and we hope it will be soon, what becomes the top priority for you? Yeah, we work in a lot of areas. If you, polio's our biggest area of spending. Uh, HIV is our second biggest, and then malaria would be our third biggest. Um, broadly, you know, getting vaccines out to children uh, requires these primary healthcare systems to be a lot better. So we're going into a country and saying, okay, um, you know, say the north of Nigeria has an imperfect primary healthcare system. If we fix that, it helps with a lot of diseases. That kind of delivery challenge is a big thing for us. But I think HIV numerically, uh, which of course is still a gigantic problem, uh, will be our, our, our biggest after that, with malaria very, very close second. Bill, you, I think, personally took an interest in developing a new polio vaccine seven or eight years ago um, when a lot of people thought polio will be eradicated before we can finish the development and the testing of a new vaccine. In fact, as, as time has worn on, that work has proven to be maybe more relevant than others were saying. To what do you attribute the foresight to have seen the value of working on that years ago? Well, there's a challenge, which is who's supposed to develop uh, new tools for health problems that don't exist in rich or middle-income countries, health problems that only exist in poor countries. The first two polio vaccines were created because polio was in the United States, it was in Europe, uh, and both of those vaccines in slightly different roles have been very key to the polio eradication campaign. The idea that uh, we could create one that was better, uh, particularly in, in terms of never reverting to cause disease, uh, you know, I saw that we might need it and our foundation has a lot of expertise at uh, funding new tool creation. So of the partners, in the polio effort, it's got an acronym, GPEI, mm -hmm. uh, it really was a, obvious that we were the ones who should push that forward. Now, it's an insurance policy. Uh, you know, it, it may not be necessary. Right now, it looks like it, it might be necessary. Uh, but, you know, we're so committed to the polio effort that, you know, thinking ahead, okay, let's be ready in case uh, things evolve a different way, you know, that's uh, important to all the partners. And so that this one is, is a, an investment I'm very glad we did. Getting new tools often takes almost a decade. Uh, and this one, uh, because they'll uh, give us priority getting it through, it will be about eight and a half years from when we started to when it'll be available. Yeah, it, it is. A, 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 a great example of foresight. I appreciate you sharing some of the background with us on that. Um, you mentioned the GPEI, and it is a pretty unusual, maybe unique example of collaboration in the world. The, the closest 
parallel I've identified is the Council of the Parties on Climate Change. Uh, this is a little smaller than that group, but it's a similar organization and structure, it seems. It seems to be very successful. I mean, in the span of history, you mentioned smallpox is the only other disease that's ever been eradicated. We're on the cusp of eradication with polio. Why do you think this partnership with Rotary and UNICEF and, and the others, uh, WHO, CDC, governments around yeah. the world, the whole, the whole litany, right? Yeah, <laughs> good so job. How has it been so successful? Well, there's always a question when you're tackling a disease, whether you go and create a whole new organization. Uh, and in the case of polio, we decided not to do that. That decision actually was made before we joined up in the year 2000. Um, and so the overhead has actually been kept fairly low, but because there's regular meetings and there's been good leadership, you know, Rotary is out, they're visible, you know, they've got people who can volunteer. If governments forget the polio thing's a priority, they can help uh, keep it visible on, on the agenda. Uh, you know, we've got mathematical modeling uh, and product creation skills. And so I think it is a good model. Uh, in the case of HIV, a thing called the Global Fund was created, uh, which raises quite a bit of money. It does three diseases, HIV, malaria, and TB. And they try to keep that uh, pretty lean. Uh, the only other really new organization that was created in health uh, is the one that buys the vaccines. The Global Alliance for Vaccines is called Gavi. And that's also a, a reasonably small secretariat uh, that happens to also be in Geneva, where WHO uh, headquarters is. So, you know, global health has to get by on very little money. Uh, it's not like rich world health care. You know, the difference between the polio vaccine being 11 cents versus 10 cents, that's a big deal because uh, we're buying a lot of uh, doses, uh, literally billions over time. And, uh, you know, we've got a, uh, a budget. It's it's, you know, in some ways you can say it's a large or small number, it's a, about a billion a year that we'll spend uh, for this five-year plan that takes us from this year to 2023, uh, where we hope uh, to start the, the post-polio period. Yeah. President Barry is kind of an exception to the rule that Rotary really isn't a, a, a health organization, right? Um, so partnering with UNICEF, CDC, WHO, that makes good sense. That Rotary was already a part of the GPEI when you joined, okay, so they're part of that alliance. But you have worked very closely with Rotary. You're here today as an example of that I incredible partnership. Why have you worked so closely with Rotary of all people when President Barry here is, like I say, kind of the exception to the rule. He, he has a, a healthcare background, but that's not Rotary as an institution. Well, Rotary plays a lot of different roles. Uh, the volunteers are uh, a huge part of uh, the success we've had. Uh, there's a bit of fundraising where chapters will set a goal and raise money. Uh, and so, when it comes time to look at, okay, are we raising enough money, the two partners who uh, talk the most are Rotary and the Gates Foundation. 
You know, we both talked to governments, we both talked to philanthropists, uh, we've done a lot of matching programs uh, where we'll go to Rotary and say, okay, uh, uh, we have this pretty large size two for one match so that every dollar that Rotary is able to raise, uh, there's two dollars additional coming in uh, to go towards that, that budget. And, and so constantly saying, okay, uh, how do we keep uh, this in mind? You know, that brilliant Rotary ad that, you know, we're this close. Uh, I'm always pleased when I yeah. see that out there. And, uh, and I'm trying to get them to shrink the distance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's tricky because the last cases are just uh, the hardest. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've got the two, the two countries now. So, you know, we're, you know, constantly uh, talking and, you know, I've gone to the national conventions. I'm here at a regional event, which uh, will be a, a great thing. Uh, so, you know, any way I can help Rotary with their part, uh, that's, that's what partners are about. President Barry, um, the Gates Foundation has brought a, a, a lot of money to this effort in direct partnership with Rotary. In addition to money they've given to UNICEF and WHO directly, they've given a lot of money through Rotary. What else have they brought to the table that you value? They put the, the some technical expertise. They, they have the contacts in the world. They can speak to governments just like we can. They're able to reach individuals. They have respect around the world. They have uh, an ability we could talk to them anytime and work closely together. So there's, there's a lot of different elements to it. Uh, it goes way beyond the funding. The funding is critical because, because it's a match. It's a great incentive for individual Rotarians and for Rotary Clubs. And we tell them, one dollar is three dollars. And that goes a long way to saying, well, okay, yeah, let me give a thousand dollars because that's three thousand dollars. That makes a significant difference to our ability to raise funds. So I, I, I can't say thank you enough for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They've done a fantastic job with that. But that's one part of the partnership. As I look at the success of the polio eradication effort, I can't help but think there are lessons to be learned, not only for other global health initiatives, but for other global problems. What are the lessons you've taken away, Bill, from your work in the polio fight? Well, polio's had to pioneer a lot of things. You know, for example, a lot of governments don't know how many kids are living in an area. And if you want to go do a polio campaign and say, okay, did we get a high percentage? You need to know that denominator. Uh, and so uh, both of us have been to Nigeria uh, because that uh, was the toughest, uh, other than the two that are left. The north of Nigeria was significantly the most uh, difficult place, and they didn't have those numbers. And so our quality measures really weren't guiding us, uh, you know, which kids we were missing. We didn't even know how many. And so this idea of mapping out where the kids are, uh, that turned out to be a key tactic. Now, it's not just polio that all this routine immunization, you'd like to be able to say, okay, Let's look in the register how many kids uh, were signed up there. So polio's had to pioneer a lot of things that will be a legacy to the world of global health. Um, we were also talking about another example that happens to be from Nigeria, 
is that when you have experts in mapping and uh, supply chains, when a crisis breaks out, like the Ebola crisis, then you can take what we call the Emergency Operations Center and the various disciplines there, and you know, polio can uh, spare some of that capacity to go over and, and deal with what, in that case, threatened uh, because of the population of Nigeria to be six times larger than everything that happened in the, the three heavily affected countries. And uh, you know, if polio hadn't been there with those skills and willingness to help out, that's then the Nigeria Ebola situation, and instead of being less than 20 cases, would have been many, many, many thousands. So uh, we're always tracking what are we bringing besides eradicating polio and making sure we're not distracting uh, that we're a net addition to the capacity and the, the funding. In fact, polio is actually funding some things that as uh, that budget is being brought down after eradication, we have to be careful that a few things, we have to find other sources of funding because uh, a lot of the general vaccination expertise and work actually uh, the polio campaign is, is, is maintaining a fair bit of that right at the moment. A few years ago, you wrote about superpowers in your annual letter. What is your superpower? Well, if I have one, it has something to do with optimism about scientific innovation and being able to gather teams of people, whether it's, you know, we talked about disease modeling, where these, there's, you know, it's a whole deep expertise to help us predict where we're not getting coverage, what we need to do, or you know, people who know about vaccine manufacturing or running big trials. And so my experience at Microsoft was assembling teams of engineers and you know, understanding what was on track, off track, being patient for things that uh, in that case usually took five or six years. And in the world of medicine, uh, unfortunately, it's like 10 years. The HIV vaccine between when people started working on it and when we'll finally have one, that will have been almost 25 years. Uh, so the patients required the need to have multiple strategies. So it's there in pushing for innovation, seeing the opportunity of innovation, and then directing the resources uh, that I'm lucky enough to have uh, both through Microsoft and that Warren Buffett uh, has made available. Uh, you know, thank goodness it, it, you know, it's allowed us to be ambitious, including uh, the scale we're at on polio. And Warren was just in Seattle this week, and I was saying to him, hey, Pakistan, you know, a few setbacks, uh, and he said, but you gotta keep going, you know, um, you know, it's great that you're doing this. He shares uh, your vision. Yeah, and he, you know, because he, he's older, he saw polio in the U.S. Uh, I didn't, you know, I was just a kid when it was still, I was born in 1955 when it was really tilling off. There were a few cases out into the 60s. The uh, year of the Salk vaccine, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so he, he in some ways, uh, it's more visceral uh, that, yes, this is a, a cause uh, that you got to stick with it. President Barry, what's your superpower? Hmm. Our theme in Rotary this year is to be the inspiration. And I'm very fortunate that when I speak with the Rotarians, I'm able to give a message that really seems to get them in their hearts. And we're seeing them do more than we've seen before. So uh, inspiring people and getting 
our Rotary Club is motivated not only to continue doing the amazing work, they know that's our priority is to eradicate polio, and, I, and they keep asking, what's next? Yeah. Just let's finish polio. Let's not have a next yet. Bill, President Barry, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Let's do some good. Great. Thank you. Thank you very, yeah, very much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.